Welcome to the Heart of Money podcast, where we discuss the impact that money has on every area of your life, and where you can learn to make smarter money decisions. Join our conversation as we discuss our past experiences, talk about how to make better money management choices, and in the end, make a commitment to being weird. Hey folks, welcome back to the Heart of Money, episode 42. I am your host, Austin Black, and we are continuing with week three of our dream meeting series here on the show. And we've talked about why you need to have a dream meeting, how you can talk about your dreams consistently, you know, over time with your spouse. And this week we're gonna we're gonna focus on what to do when your dreams don't happen the way that you want them to, whenever you have to alter and adjust your goals, how you can still stay on track with those desires, with those plans, when it's not quite going the way that you want to. So a great conversation as Bob and Kate kind of share some insight and some encouragement from their lives on how to stay on track, even whenever the path seems to be going a little bit different than you plan on it going. So let's jump into part three of our dream meeting series. <clears throat> so I, I'm kind of curious because you know there's a couple of things that that we are still you know working on. How do we accomplish this moving forward? What are some dreams that we want to take place that aren't happening? Um, modifying that to accomplish it, <clears throat> Bob. You mentioned that. You guys are going to are going. You know, you're looking more at that travel um, for Kate and just those different things that um, that's kind of being adjusted. So, I guess first off, what what got you guys to the point where Bob you're you're willing to do that? What's that? Because I know you like staying home in your underwear. What has that been to come <laughs> to that realization? She got me new underwear. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I figured I'd go along with what you were talking about. I do wear gym shorts and a t-shirt. It's very comfortable. But anyway. Um, breezy. Breezy, yeah. That's it, something that she wants to do. And since it's something that she wants to do, that I agree to it. I mean, we're not doing the... we're We would not be going the places that I had initially wanted to go because those aren't... I have no desire to go there anymore. Um, but yeah, I'm doing it for her because that's what she wants. And that's pretty much what it comes down to. And Because he loves me and wants me to be happy. Mm -hmm. And I got new underwear out of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have to buy him new underwear. <laughs> I'm scared now. It, it, thanks, Austin. Hey, having to buy Austin new underwear before we went on our honeymoon was like the thing that made it realize that I was actually his wife now. <laughs> that week between the wedding and the honeymoon, he's like, I need some new underwear. Can you go to the store? I'm like, I really am his wife now. <laughs> well, Bob, I, this, this is kind of a, a, a funny, but serious. So, you know, you mentioned that, you know, she wants to, and you love her. So you do it. Okay, you guys have been married six years. We've been married seven. At what point did you and I both wise enough to realize that's a much better route to take sometimes? Seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, in all honesty, 
going back to the fact that we both had been through previous marriages that really hoovered that I was not going to have that relationship again and that we were in a much better place and we were much better aligned on what we wanted because, you know, like you all talked about, we spent a lot of time talking about, we probably had dream meetings before we really would even dream call meeting was dream cool. Meetings. We didn't call them. Dream meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I don't know that we even did premarital counseling, but we did. Did Some we? With Larry. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had conversations about, where we had been in the past and what we weren't doing again and what we were doing differently and what kind of people we were and what we wanted to accomplish. Um, and, and the term dream meeting did not come up until, you know, probably a month ago when Austin, you and I talked about doing this. So we had those conversations way before marriage and that has been foundational to, I don't want to say daily, but a consistent part of our marriage. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about dream meetings. Well, sometimes a dream meeting is just a couple texts back and forth. Like I saw some, something on Facebook, Dave Ramsey's millionaires or whatever Facebook page I was looking at. And somebody had posted their calculator, the early payoff for their mortgage calculator. And it, it told them how many payments they had saved rather than, you know, how many years they'd saved. And I thought that was cool. So I sent it to them, you know, I screenshotted it. So sometimes it's not really a whole meeting. It's just a continual mindset of, hey, this is still in the back of our mind. We're still planning to do this. This is a neat way to to look at it kind of thing. And the irony of that is I actually went to the website and pulled the payoff calculator and it wasn't the same calculator and she liked the one she had better. I'm like, but this is Dave's calculator. (laughs) She liked it better. Well, and I don't know... You know, some, it was just one that somebody posted. So I don't even know it didn't have a, a, where the calculator was. So. She just liked that they saved 253 payments or something like that. No kidding. Yeah. That, that'll uh, definitely fire you up and make you want to do it. Mm -hmm. But the reason I asked you on that, you know, we, we say that in a jokey manner as husbands, now, you know, we do it because we love our wives, but there is a lot of truth to that. that and, and especially as, as the marriage progresses, I mean, Laura and I were talking this last week about things that I do around the house that I really have zero interest, desire, excitement, motivation to do. I do it solely, not solely, but I do it largely because I love her and I, and I want to show her that I, I'll do this for you. You know, I, I want to help you out. But there, mm-hmm. I'm realizing more and more that there are times when, even though we don't have any interest, we don't have any desire, we don't have any motivation, it doesn't spark our attention, doesn't catch our fancy, we could care less about it, but our wives want to do it. <clears throat> so if we do it, it shows we love them. And really... As much as they would love for us to say that we want to do it, that's not the case, but we do it because we love them. That's all it comes down to. And if they're happy, we're happy. So I know I know that, that we always kind of joke around with that comment, but it says a lot about what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do with your marriage and with your money when you when it's just simply my wife wants to do it. <clears throat> 
and I love her. So give the listeners an example. Well, like rinsing the dishes for one thing. I'm not talking about like household chores. <clears throat> oh, goodness. Um, well, now you put me on the spot. My mind went blank. Okay, so <laughs> here, does it feel? here's my you example. You on the hot seat all the time. Yeah, so I love my husband and he likes to pre-wash the dishes before they go in the dishwasher. So, you know, even though I consider them clean and ready to dry and put back in the cabinet, I will go ahead and put them in the dishwasher, even though he's going to come and rearrange it in a little bit. But I love him. So I, I go ahead and wash the dishes twice. But she's talking about not. I know, chores. but it, it makes life better whenever you don't think the dishes are dirty. <laughs> right? <laughs> I like clean dishes. <laughs> Double clean. She wants to keep you happy, so she does it. <clears throat> so, to, to kind of come around <clears throat> on, you know, what we might call the, the final angle or element of this conversation, we, we can't deny the fact that there's goals and there's dreams and there there's milestones we want to accomplish and we're both on board willing to do whatever it takes but it just doesn't quite <clears throat> get there we want it to get there or something changes and we have to modify that goal adjust that idea that milestone to still stay positive and stay proactive on it so i i, I want to open it up to kind of a transparent conversation around what are some of those those pieces that as a couple we each struggle with and how are we trying to still stay unified even though we we have some frustration we have some aggravation we've got some setback but because we are still unified it's going to help us continue to accomplish that and i'll, I'll let you guys kind of open up there if, if you want on that and and what you started to say i think the biggest part is just having the conversations of what you're wanting, what your expectations are and moving forward. And if things get derailed, how you get back on track or how you change things, um, whatever the case may be, um, it's just a continuous conversation or a check-in as far as, um, here's where we are. Here's where we're going. Oh, Hey, inflation. Oh, well, what does that mean for us on a daily, weekly, monthly occurrence? Um, what are we going to have to stop doing? What do we need to change? Oh, hey, look, we've gotten to where this cost is half as much as it was last year. So we now have extra funds. What do you want to do with those? Um, taxes being another one. You know, if, if you get a refund, what do you do with those? You know, it, it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of conversations. It's being on the same page, continuing to talk about it and also having, you know, Austin, you said having milestones. I think the one that we've had in the past is we're not going to do X until Y happens. So 
before we accomplish this, there's something that else that needs to occur. So don't even think about doing that until we've gotten this first taken care of. Um, and that's happened a couple of times. So I think it's, it's just a regular conversation and being upfront about where you are financially and having the conversations and when you have surprises, when you have setbacks, when you have opportunities, all of those things, continuing to have a dialogue on them. Are there any instances or experiences that you guys have been through that have delayed or altered your goal or your, your vision or what you wanted to accomplish that you've had to then readjust, okay, how are we going to actually make this happen? Or do we need to change this altogether because this isn't going to happen? I would say with a lot of our stuff, I mean, in conversations, Austin, you and I have had being deliberate and knowing that we're not doing something short term, but it's for the long term and being, focused for the longer period of time as to what we're, what our expectations are, um, allows us to be more picky, um, in purchases. But then I think, you know, we talked about like with a mortgage, do you pay, we're already paying more than the minimum. We are in a great position on what we pay anyway. How much more do we want to pay and what where do we offset that? And how do we go about doing that? Um, again, goes back to a conversation. So I think in many cases, it's just having a longer term view and not wanting to scratch an itch per se and just get it taken care of and move on to the next thing. So have you accomplished every goal you've set out to make? In the short term, yes. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, I I think we need... Hmm. Maybe our goals don't always have like a specific date on them. But it's, you know, like he said, we, we need to do this first and this second and this third. So, you know, having looked for a camper and I don't know, how long did we look for a camper? A couple months. Um, we found it faster than we found your parents' camper. Um, but, you know, having already having the funds and, and th deciding that we wanted to buy a camper, you know, knowing how much we wanted to spend and just being able to find one that we could pull with the truck we already had rather than getting another one, you know, having those spe specifications in place, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't have a, well, we have to have it purchased by such and such date. You know, we didn't have a specific goal. It was more of a, when we find what we need that fits the, yeah. the, specifications that we want well like looking for a house a house has to be within these parameters of how much it costs mm -hmm. it needs to be this big it needs to be this area you know we had a whole list of things that it needed to do 
and we weren't in a hurry to buy and it ended up taking three years to find it. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, you know, we had the house that I had purchased, so it's not like we were stuck. I mean, it was a smaller house than we wanted to be in, in the long run, but you know, we didn't, we didn't have to settle for something that we didn't want because of a time specification. Yeah. And I think that's a freedom in it of itself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cause I, I'm sitting here listening to this and thinking, man, they've got, they've, they've got things a lot more in line than we do. Cause we're <laughs> over here going, man, why hasn't this all happened right. yet? <laughs> because we you're 10 years younger. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? You're 10 years younger. <laughs> you're 10 years younger and you didn't go through a previous marriage where you had a lot of. A lot of learning experiences that you didn't want to repeat. So you get to do it the first time and you're learning from each other and you're in a much better spot than we were, but we got to combine that experience that we had before saying, we're not doing that again. And this is how we are better off now all around. Today's episode is brought to you by freedom financial coaching. I'll never forget the night that I couldn't afford to buy groceries because I had overspent my paycheck. I had a good job and I wasn't a lavish spender, but debt and poor money management was causing me to go broke. That guilt and fear made me take responsibility for my finances and helped me learn the fundamentals of sound money management. Now, 10 years later, I am proud to be married with two kids, a paid for house, and enjoying a completely debt-free lifestyle. Through this journey, I discovered the key strategies for achieving financial independence as a couple. So if you're struggling to take control of your money or get on the same page with your spouse in regards to finances, then I invite you to apply to my Money Mastery Program and get personal coaching to transform your relationship with money so you and your spouse can achieve financial independence. I only work with a handful of couples one-on-one So be sure and get your application in today. Head over to freedommoneycoach.com slash apply and let's start the conversation. Well, and I think it, as I'm sitting here just kind of processing what you guys have said and thinking back to some of the things that that we, you know, currently is on our our big term list for both long-term and short-term, you know, what we want to accomplish. Long-term, we're right on basically right on track. I mean, there, there's some <clears throat> adjustments that we're probably gonna have to make. Um, <clears throat> but generally speaking, long-term we're, we're moving forward because it is that long-term game and you, you modify and you adjust as you go in order to still hit it short term. We're kind of hitting about probably two and a quarter out of three of the things that we actually want to make happen. We're also very, ambitious we're very driven we're very goal oriented and we and we like to, to set the timeline on when we want to have them because we don't just want to sit around and wait and sitting here <clears throat> listening to you guys i'm like we're, we're we're a little impatient on some of this stuff probably <laughs> but just thinking back to you know the goals from okay after we paid off the house we wanted to start taking our mortgage payment and saving it for the land purchase. We have yet to start doing that because of the economy, because of inflation, because of all these things. So we are already, you know, eight, nine months, whatever it is past what our initial plan was. I'm not freaked out about that because I know 
we can still do that. But I'm having to adjust that plan a little bit with understanding that, okay, wait till the right time and then, you know, maybe catch up or just adjust and modify. Um, there's a bit other things just in, you know, personal growth, what we want to accomplish as a couple that because we want it now and because that is our short term goal, we are hundred percent in unison on accomplishing that now and have good reasons for accomplishing that now, but we're not accomplishing it. So the question lends itself to how do we adjust and modify that to stay in unison? Because there, there's, there's still moments where even we kind of have to balance the unity. Not that we separate on that, but maybe one is more aggressive than the other, or one is more tired than the other, whatever the case is to still maintain that we're on the same page, moving at the same pace, wanting the same thing. And I think maybe we're the anomaly weird couple in the early thirties that actually wants to make all this happen right now, because looking at Bob and Kate, we're still doing pretty dang good compared to what they want to accomplish. Not to say anything negative, but just there, 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 there's a difference in, you know, you guys are, are comfortable with, with what's happening in your life. We're maybe in a little bit more of a, of a tighter, more tense friction area. But I think it's because in different spots in life, different spots in technically in marriage, being on, on second marriage and having that different perspective. <clears throat> there's probably a lot of couples out there that are not in the same mode and mindset that you and I are. They're probably more in what Bob and Kate are in. Um, but I still want to encourage couples that even if it's not all fitting together, I mean, you guys have just inspired me a little bit in, in what you said and just stay on track, stay on the path mm -hmm. and it'll come together. You can't force it. You can't make it. But as long as you both want to get there, it'll happen. So that's been a little insightful to me um, just in reflecting on the, the milestones that are seemingly delayed are probably going to be right on time, but because Everything we get so season. ambitious about it, yeah, we get so ambitious and so excited. Like, okay, I want to do this right now. And guy says, hang on a second. This has, like you said, this has to take place before this takes place. Well, I thought that already took place. Nope. You were wrong. <laughs> so yeah. It's, and if you it, don't it, do it right, dynamic, you get to do it again. <laughs> right. Um, and if you don't do it right the second time, guess what? There's a continuous loop. You made the comment. I know that getting your mortgage paid off was a big deal and you're wanting to put that money towards land. And here comes the coach in me. You have set off moving forward with that for months now. Where's that money going in the meantime? Gas and groceries. <laughs> and a hospital okay. bill from a surgery our daughter had to have. So, so, mm -hmm. so you're in the position that these were things that because you were able to pay that off, you've had the opportunity to pay for other things that were required to be paid for. I was yeah, thinking the, just the, the lack of our mortgage has literally helped us cover inflation. Otherwise we would not be as content and comfortable. 
Yes. Yeah. And you didn't have to use your emergency fund for that hospital bill. That's a big thing too. You guys, you know, yeah. you need to look at it, not just, oh, well, we couldn't put that money away. You, you need to look at it in a positive light. Here I am. Um, we didn't have to use our emergency fund. That's still intact. You know, yes, we didn't get it saved back, but we didn't have to dip into the emergency fund either. And we're able to take care of it as it came. Was Kate listening in whenever I was telling you those same things when you were frustrated that we had to put the money towards the <laughs> hospital bill? <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing about my whole struggle. And I, Bob, I don't know if I told you this or not. I have a passionate hate for medical expenses, for going uh -huh. to the doctor, <clears throat> for having to pay a copay, for having to be told you got to go have this procedure done. It's going to cost you this much and you don't get a choice or a negotiation opportunity. I absolutely hate that. So for me to get a bill, even though I've got the money for the bill, even though it's not going to impact us financially like it could, <clears throat> even though everything was, you know, a, a, a God handled um, situation that worked out wonderfully considering I still hate the fact that I've got to go pay a $3,000 medical bill. It just burns me. But mm -hmm. yeah, we had this conversation that Laura's like, well, we've got the money sitting there. We've yeah. been, you know, trying to, to save and trying to prioritize and, and <clears throat> keep some cushion because of the craziness going on around us and not having any, you know, guarantee to what's going to happen. So it's there. We're okay to use it we can put back into that after it's done. So yeah, I still do not like it, but you're, you're both exactly right. That's a blessing. Even though I don't look at it as a good thing, it's still a blessing in that moment. Well, and for you seeing that reserve drop by $3,000 was a big deal. And so you're like, how can I, to you, lessen the pain by, well, if we use our emergency fund and then we just, make payments to ourselves over how many years or not years, but how many months, um, it doesn't hurt as much all at once, but you're just prolonging mm -hmm. the hurt because every month we've still got to put towards that. Yeah. You were going to say something, Bob. At least, least you, you had the look of going to say something. <laughs> yeah. So here's my thing. When Ruby ripped her fingernail off um, on the zip line and we had to have it put back on um, and the plastic surgeon had to come in and, and look at it, they they did charge us for several <laughs> le lever levels of care at the emergency room. Um, so you always want to get a bill and you always want to have you know the hospital billing people talk you through every single item on there to make sure that that's really what happened. Just, you know, save yourself a couple thousand dollars. Because all the things that she was charged were not actually things that occurred. Yeah. They charged us for giving her an IV and some, uh, several other things. And I'm like, uh, that never happened. <laughs> Whole other topic right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That, that, that is a very valid point because, you know, going back to what Bob and I have talked about so many times, 
you've got to be in control and you got to be intentional. You can't just go with what happens and hope it's all going to mm-hmm. work out. You've got to know what's happening. And honestly, I, I think, you know, that that's a, an inside part of why moments like this, both from a, a financial perspective of, you know, having that bill come up as well as just a, a, a life and dream perspective when it doesn't, when you feel like you're not in control of the situation and the outcome and the result, it kind of puts this sting in, in your mouth of, oh man, this is not what I wanted to happen. Why did this happen? I wish I could have changed this, but I, I, it's everything is out of my, my control and my authority here. It, you, you've got to, I'll say maybe reframe that a little bit to, okay, given the situation, given the circumstances, given the obstacles, how can I regain control and be intentional about moving forward my next opportunity? And I'm preaching to myself right now, just from the standpoint of if it doesn't happen the way you want it to the first time, figure out how to make it happen the way you want it to the second time type deal. Yeah. It's very easy to get into the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And it takes you in a downward spiral. We've talked about this before that you want to be the victor as quickly as possible, that you're in charge, that you are intentional about what you're doing. It's not happening to you. You're taking, you're taking the blows, but you are stepping up to them and saying, yes, this happened. You're learning from it, from it and you're moving forward mm-hmm. with the next situation. I'm just Otherwise, thinking of the Lion King has been playing in our house a lot lately. Um, that's one of our girls' favorites right now. And uh, when Rafiki hit Simba on the head and Simba's like, ouch, and Rafiki says, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> that's just what's running through my mind is this part of the conversation's uh-huh. been taking place. <laughs> So do that to Austin so, while we're here, and then he doesn't have to worry about it. And it's in the past. So. <laughs> Don't give her any <laughs> ideas. <laughs> I need him to help me do some things this weekend, so I'll probably refrain yeah. from that. <laughs> so, you know, as we look at <clears throat> this whole concept, well, folks. We are going to end part three there and come back next week with just a very insightful uh, last round conversation. So be sure and stay or be sure and tune in again next week as we wrap up the Dream Meeting series. Um, I had a little bit of insight that was shared with me in this in this conversation. So I even learned something. I hope that you learned something as well. If you're struggling with accomplishing your dreams, if you're struggling with how to attain that level of success, how to stay on track, even whenever things are not quite going the way that they want them to, then I invite you to apply to the Money Mastery Program, the one-on-one coaching program that I have to get you where you need to be, to help you overcome those obstacles, those challenges, those, those derailing moments that make you question if you actually can do what you really want to do. Those, those times in your life when you go, man, This just is not going the way we want it to. We need someone with outside perspective that's been there, that's done that, that can encourage us, that can keep us going, keep us motivated. If that's what you want, then I encourage you to apply to the Money Mastery Program. You can go to freedommoneycoach.com slash apply and get started 
with that today. Again, that's freedommoneycoach.com slash apply to get to apply for the Money Mastery one-on-one coaching program. Folks, thank you so much for being a part of the show, for listening to us every single week. Be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and help us continue to grow this show to new people and new places. And join us again next week as we wrap up this series on the dream meeting on the heart of money. We'll see you again next week.